The following podcast may contain inappropriate language, sexual content, and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. playing i'm adding it in post uh welcome to the podcast i don't even know what it's called this is weird it's uh, the no name show how could you forget the name when there's no name <laughs> yeah, that's right uh i'm having to add all of our sound effects in post this week because i forgot how to do a podcast i'm jp i'm joined by noel and kyle how are you doing noel hey i'm doing great uh this post Thanksgiving weekend, I am thankful for uh, how f- how much anime we have right now this season that isn't about like nerds who end up in MMORPGs where slavery is legal. Oh my god! How are you, Kyle? This gobo is a terrorist straight out of hell. <laughs> I don't know what any of this means. That's okay. Uh, so this is the Gonzo.moe No Name Anime Show. Uh, you can find more episodes at Gonzo.moe. This, I believe, is episode 46, which is quite a while to be doing a show. That's almost a year. Wow. Uh, wow. We, we do these, although I guess if we do them every other weekend, we probably hit a year sooner. Anyway, uh, we do this, and then on the other weekends, uh, we do the news broom. So you get your anime discussion, you get your news. It's a great time, probably. If you want more, you can also go to your favorite podcatcher, podcast directory, sorry, and search gonzo.moe. We should show up, probably. So uh, we were going to talk about summertime rendering this week, but time caught up to us, and turkeys fought back on Thanksgiving, and so none of us watched it. Yeah, it's like it's like in summertime rendering when uh, the event horizon catches up with our our protagonist and he falls into time. Yes, I uh, I watched Bleach instead. They bend time in that. Probably, I'm pretty sure Orihime's power is to reverse time. Yeah, uh, Kyle read the first volume of Detroit Metal City. And uh, Noel is going to talk about Blue Lock. Uh, but then also, depending on how much time we have, me and Noel, we're going to talk about Dan 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 or Don Don Don. Uh, it's Don Da Don. Don Da Don. It yes. is a manga that just came out from Viz. I assume it's, it's been running in Shonen Jump. Uh, from what I understand, it's like running in Jump Plus, which is like their, I don't know, like their, uh, their net magazine. That makes sense because it is uh, a little more raunchy than I would expect to be in Shonen Jump. Mm. But before we get into all of that, uh, I was going to do a, uh, I guess, a updated con report. I talked about the uh, Anime NYC on the newsroom, but I know that not everybody listens to both podcasts or I just assume that they don't. Uh, and so I wanted to do that here. A lot of this is going to be repeat of what I said on the news broom. But 
so last year, me and Noel went uh, together and had a lot of the same uh, complaints, namely that the lines were too long and that things didn't right. seem very organized. Definitely. That was fixed this year. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, so I, I went, uh, Noel did not go. Uh, it sold out like immediately this year. Uh, and I don't know, like, if they had a cap in the past. I don't know how many people attended this year, uh, but I know that I had to buy a secondhand badge. Uh, they have. I think it might have just been a combination of, yeah, maybe they were looking to have fewer people this year, but also just like it's a it's a big year for them. This is celebrating five years. They've been at. Yes. They've been a con. Uh, so I I ended up buying a secondhand badge. They have a official like reseller. I noticed that a lot of venues are doing that now to try to curb scalpers by scalping themselves. Uh, so I paid, <laughs> I think double price for my badge. Uh, but I'm happy to say that I was able to walk right into the event. So that was nice. They did all of the health check-ins across the street, uh, which my understanding is that's how Comic-Con does it. How were the lines for the health check-in? I was able to walk right in. But okay. I, I also went pretty late uh, because I was expecting a repeat of last year where we waited in line for like three hours. Uh, so I didn't even leave my apartment until three o'clock. And mm. I think I could have left a lot earlier because uh, I was able to walk right into health check-in. It maybe took 10 minutes total. Uh, and that is just because it was a very big parking lot. It wasn't always clear where I was supposed to be going. Uh, one thing that was very funny is we all got this email that said like, okay, on the first day, make sure you go to the orange line and then you can go to the blue line and then you can go to the green line or whatever. Uh, it just like the orange line with check-in, blue line was if you were a guest and green line is if you've already been through check-in. Except the signs for the orange line were red. And so I thought I was going in the wrong direction. <laughs> uh, but you know, whatever. Uh, the guys that kept trying to give us their demos were uh, there. <laughs> they, they, they were invited uh, back as guests. They were very popular great. last year. Uh, they uh, hung out by the check-in and uh, he, he did not like that I didn't want his tape. He uh, accused me of being racist and that I thought oh. he said... You just think I have drugs, and I wanted to turn around and be like, if you had drugs, I would have stopped. <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't even have a CD player. I don't want, yeah. You know what? Yeah, shoot. Like, like give me a business card with a QR code or a Spotify link on it, yeah, and I'll listen man. to your music. But I have no way of listening to this CD, and they make you pay for it. They try to force it in your bag and then ask for $5. <laughs> That's, yeah, that is like pretty crazy how like, yeah, CDs are sort of a dying format. So even if they give you their mixtape, a lot of these kids at this con probably can't play it. Yeah. Well, I remember saying that last year. I was like, hey, m my guy, I don't have a, I have no way of listening to this. He's like, well, you could go on to Spotify. Like, well... Just, then give me your Spotify, just bro. tell me your, your band's name then, and I'll do that. And put that on the card. Yeah. Anyway. And smoke it. Uh, I was, yeah. So the, the check-in was very quick. You just had to show your ID and your uh, vaccine card. Uh, 
Which is funny because at this point, nobody checks those. This is the first time I've had my vaccination checked since last Anime NYC. Uh, I don't even think Otakon checked, uh, but I can't remember. Uh, so, yeah, then, then you went in through the side entrance of the con, uh, and so they did all of the like metal detector stuff outside in like this big side parking lot area of the Javits Center. So that was handled really well. Uh, and so there was no, like, I don't know, maybe right at 10 when everything opened, maybe things were more congested, but there was, they did a much better job of breaking up things. And so uh, all three days I was able to walk right in, which was great. For the most part, it's the same con uh, that it's always been. So the things that I didn't like about the programming are the same. It's a very press relief, press release, corporate, uh, you know, like announcements and screening heavy convention. Right. I know you mentioned that. Uh, I heard you mention that on the newsroom, which I was like, yeah, I am starting to notice that. Cause I feel like the first two years, it, it definitely felt more fan oriented. Like there were definitely more fan panels going on. Well, they probably had not, like had a reputation to get the more of the companies quite yet. Cause like the right, first, I, the first year it was all in the dealer's room area. And then they had mm-hmm. like one or two panel rooms in the corner. Uh, I'm trying to remember, was it the first year or second year that we went to Tom Asnable's uh, panel about the live action Gundam that never was. Oh, uh, that if that's what I'm thinking of, that was Evan Minto. Cause nah, I, that was nah, that was a Tom Asimov panel. Nah, like uh this was either their first year or their second year. I know which uh, panel you're talking about. Then I don't remember that panel. Okay. I remember Evan's like live action anime that didn't happen panel. Right, yes. And that in that they mentioned the Gundam as well, but this panel they went a bit more in depth with it. Uh, then I don't I don't and remember. actually had like like a prototype like grips and shit that might have been the second year then i okay i i don't go to a lot of panels at anime nyc because they just don't have a lot that i'm interested in Mm. and part of it is that i don't like unless i was press which i'm considering applying for press next year like i have no reason to go to the high dive announcement panel because i can just go on twitter after the con and see what they did and this year all of those panels required reservation ahead of time really and reservation didn't even guarantee entry you would enter a drawing to get access to go uh to the panel and so like you can't you can't make a plan for your weekend that way if your entire weekend is based on what ifs especially if you have you know things that are overlapping wait didn't what uh, wait i I think i'm misunderstanding something so I under like I understood and I approve of the general like the you know this random drawing thing, but they didn't announce when you got it until like the day of. Oh, I'm not sure because I didn't reserve to go to anything. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, again, you can plan your day around that as long as they give you like you know like a week like a few days notice. As long as they're like, hey, you know, like the the uh, the cons Friday here it's Wednesday. You know, like, here's what you have. Like, you can plan your day around that, but it's they, just... They may have done that, but I... 
I think it was Vinny that was telling me because he was just like paying attention to stuff on Twitter. He did not go to the con, uh, but he knows a lot of people that did. He was saying that it looked like a lot of things were being announced on the day. Uh, and, and I saw Mike Tool say something like there was a concert that was announced on the day. And like, really? It, yeah, it's, it's weird stuff right, like that's that. That's a big fuck up. However, in conjunction with the other thing. However, there was no congestion issues that I ran into uh, in the way that I have in the past. So that was good. I mean, yeah, that's fantastic. That was solved immediately. Like the one piece fiasco and the waiting three lines to get in. Oh man, I That was all that. fixed. Yes. Uh, at like, least that was my experience. This year I did not show up at doors, so I don't know what it was like right at the beginning of the day. On the last day, however, I did show up pretty much right after it opened and was still able to go right in. Hmm. Uh, uh, what was the I? one piece fiasco was so insane. Cause it's like, you're dealing with arguably one of the most popular anime currently running. Yeah. And you, you decide now we're just going to do this in one small room. Yeah, that was, well, what I didn't get is why they let all of you line up. If only maybe what, like 50 or 100 people would be able to get in. Why did they let people line up the length of the Javits Center? That, to crush our hopes. That to, was a to little us crazy. flying high so they could knock us back down. Uh, th- there were, there was some congestion in the dealer's room. And I don't know if this happened last year and I just didn't notice. Uh, there was a lot of things in the dealer's room that you had to wait in line for. Hmm. And uh, nah, I don't feel like that was the case. I didn't, it didn't bother me a ton. There was only a few choke points. Uh, so like there was a giant ramen bowl, uh, photo op thing. Uh, there was like a fate grand something or other, uh, like booth or something. I don't know if it was a photo op or what. There was a T-Mobile spin the wheel thing that had a huge line. I don't know. They were like giving away tablets was it and at stuff. Least like a was there at least like an like an anime girl T Mobile? No, no, chick? it was like just a, normal ass T-Mobile. like a T Mobile VTuber. It, yeah. Not it was just T Mobile workers. And I That's don't even. I, they didn't have like a table full of stuff, so I I don't know if they were like, yeah, you get a free tablet, wink, wink, when you sign up for two years. Like I don't know how that was being handled. Because I didn't watch anybody walk away with prizes, but they were giving away like tablets and internet and all sorts of nonsense. Who knows? Uh, there was a line to get into the Kino Kunia uh, dealer's room thing that <laughs> huh. it was super long. And then you have Gross. to wait even longer to pay for your item. There's a Kino Kunia down the road. I That's what's so funny to me about it <laughs> is that like I'm going to wait in line at the anime con to go to a worse version of this store. I went in on the last day when there was no one in line. So I like, I got to look at this stuff, but I would never have waited, you know, probably a half hour, 40 minutes to get to look at like, Hey, we just brought chainsaw man volume one. Uh, what else was there? There was, uh, the Anaplex, uh, like merch area. You had to wait in line to get into. Yeah. So you can play, $50 for a keychain. Yeah. Uh, there was like an Evangelion shop you had to wait in line to get into. There was like... Really? A, now, what they what do they have in there? Just like Ava t-shirts and stuff. Okay. They had like some kind of team up with Pivix. 
or oh. whatever that site is called. Uh, yeah, pics of the, pics the fan art place. Yeah. Uh, and there was like a horny backpack booth that you had to wait in line to. I don't know. It was a lot of. Now, a horny backpack, what what does that entail? So there, the entrance to get into this area, you had to walk under a giant waifu's uh, legs to get in. <laughs> like it was a giant inflatable waifu. Oh my god! And you had to walk under her, like in between her thighs, to get into the into the booth. But inside, they just sold like messenger bags. I don't really understand what the horniness were they, was there for. Were they like messenger bags that were shaped like boobs? No, nope, like, just normal ass bags. Did they? Were they like the the Ahigao clothes prints? Like nope, like that. Just normal bags. What? I, I only say they're horny because their booth was horny themed, but their wow. merchandise was totally normal. That's that's odd. Maybe uh, that's how they get them in. Yeah. There was a lot of really horny dealers. I would imagine. Yeah, there was more than one porn dealer. Uh the there was a Where to Waifu, which I guess like their merch isn't horny, but they had a like I'll step on you for five dollars. <laughs> There was oh a f- yeah, I was I was hearing that that's that's starting to become a thing. There was a few of those. Uh, way there to, was way one, to go. There was one woman who I didn't know this was happening, but she was spitting in people's mouths for fifteen dollars. Right, I had heard about that, and I saw her, but that I didn't know she the- was doing that. Oh, uh, one of my favorite pieces of horny merch says, "Yeah, I like NFTs. Nice fucking tits." i don't know when you could wear that but i i really liked i i Uh, wanted that but i I would never wear that at the nft con i guess uh yeah i don't know Seems like a tweet you might go like but then that's yeah you wouldn't retweet it you would like it yeah that would be it uh but yeah i spent almost the entire weekend in the dealer's room i went to two panels because just everything I would have wanted to go to was reservation only, and I didn't feel like playing that game. Okay, so which I, panels did you go to? I went to the second half of the J-Novel panel and the Azuki panel. Ah, with uh, Evan Yeah, Minto. there we go. There we go. That's Sorry. What was that? Uh, sorry, was Evan. The CEO of Azuki, a boss, he uh, missed misattributed a cosplayer in the in the room as some character from darling in the franks and evan is like come on guy that's power from chainsaw man oh <laughs> it's yeah, really that's, funny that's just really... watching him get dissed on stage <laughs> uh, yes power from the hit manga chainsaw man of of all the uh cosplay the most cosplayed thing was chainsaw man like bar none well, uh, I would imagine because all you really need is like a, a tie, like a button down. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, a horny chainsaw man and Makima, which was great. Like they were wearing bondage gear, and cool. Chainsaw Man was like gimped out. Nice. I also saw a what I guess if it was Halloween, you would classify as slutty Pochita, which was just a lady wearing a super. <laughs> Super short orange skirt with a chainsaw coming out of her forehead. Okay. Uh, I saw my favorite. The, one of the only things I took a picture of was uh, Kobani 
uh, doing the uh, burger server thing. There was a handful of those. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Tokyo Revengers and Demon Slayer were the other two most popular cosplays I saw. Uh, some of the cool cosplay that I saw, the anime chill tunes lady. I, I think I retweeted oh. that, but somebody did that and had a YouTube window that they were walking around with. Oh, fantastic. Uh, somebody cosplayed as the character from Jujutsu Kaisen Zero with a, I guess, paper mache version of the demon behind them. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Like I a think, really like, good version actually, of it? Yeah, I think Viz actually had like a couple of shots of her. Uh, there was also a guy that did the same concept, but with Ghastly. Uh, he was a Pokemon trainer. Mm. So that was really cool. Uh, what else did I do? I played the Crunchyroll Game Boy game. How is that? I thought it was fun, but I only played it for like five minutes because there was a line behind me and I didn't want to take up too much time. Uh, but it's coming out, I think, in like three weeks or something. Oh, okay. They didn't tell it's... the guy running the booth because I asked him, is this out? <laughs> he said, yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, man. But see, my thing with that is like, so now I got to find a Game Boy? Well, you can, no, it's it's... It's a digital version, or if you want to have a cartridge, they okay. have no, there's emulation. Yeah, and if there and the thing is, emulation's only quote unquote illegal if you get the game illegally. But since this is officially distributed online, presumably for free, right? I think the game is free. You only have to pay if you want a physical cartridge, right? Oh, so, okay. like, it's actually completely legit. You can play this legally then. Yeah, on an oh, emulator. Okay. Totally well, fine. I also just well, assume they're going to... where you can play it on an emulator? I, it's not out yet, so I don't know. Okay. I'm assuming that they're just going to have it be like a browser game. Right. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, w- something weird that I got, I got a utility pouch. Because like at all these cons, they have people selling just like army backpacks and shit. And this company called like... Oog or Oob or something were selling these things called panda bags. And like, it's like the guy from Dragon Ball Z. Yes. So okay. these are like fanny packs you wear around your leg. And oh, I'm looking at them right now. It's really kind of cool. You wouldn't wear this for anything like non, I don't know, like if you're hiking or whatever, that maybe it lie. makes cool sense. was not the word I was going to use when I first saw it. Well, this okay so i have to carry a lot of stuff with me at work so for work this is pretty like i already brought it in a bunch of people are like holy shit where did you get that um they sell things like this for my job and they cost more and are not as well made as the one i got at the con some of these look okay but the first ones they showed on their website looked really bad i'm getting to a few that look more like "Quote unquote Indiana Jones like some of so like, okay. well did you look did you pull up the gun ones or the non gun ones because the gun ones are ugly. I yeah, got I'm looking at the regular ones. I can see this like yeah this would fit. This is like w- with your people that you're around for sure. I got the multicolored like purple and orange and green one. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, let me see what else is in my notes. Uh, I didn't hang out with a lot of people because it was like 30 degrees out and I just wanted to go home every night. Uh, <laughs> I did get a hotel like last time because I had a lot of fun like hanging out with Noel after the con. But this year, it just like because the con was kind of a bummer. I'm not going to mm. do that next year unless there's a good reason uh, to or unless like specifically people want to get a room together. Oh, okay. 
because uh, nobody was hanging out anyway. Like it was so cold. Like we would just say hi in the hallway, and then like I saw Evan, I saw Lindsay, I saw Pat's, I saw Crunchyroll, Kyle. Uh, I saw Miles, but I didn't say the hi. You said it sounded like Crunchyroll was a person. Cr- like yes. you saw Crunchyroll Hime. Yes, I did. I did see Crunchyroll Hime. Um, I didn't say hi, but I saw. I, I I think I'm remembering the name right. It's the guy that does the Hood Naruto YouTube short film. I want to say his oh. name is like something Vader. I yeah, s- I like saw that King guy Vader or some shit. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, he had a booth. Um, very that was a very popular attraction i just yeah he's like that tall guy with a very like he has like a very like young face like it's weird like he he's an adult man but he has like a like a five-year-old face yes okay yeah uh what else do i have on here lots of clothing i bought a ton of clothes i i finally got a jacket from the anime streetwear company that's at all the cons which one? I feel like there are a bunch of those. It's like something with a V. They sell like a bunch of poofy coats and play dance music. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I really like the jacket. It's something like Valenza or something. Hmm. Uh, I think the only other note I have on here is that there's really not a lot going on at the con. <laughs> Everything <laughs> kind of stops happening around like seven or eight every night. Wow. And unless there's Jeez. a panel that you want to go to, there's no reason to be at the con because like the dealer's room closes at seven and then it's like, well, I don't want to go to the screening or I don't have tickets to the screening. I don't want to go to the three press release panels. And so I left at like eight o'clock every night. Um, and weirdly for the anime and manga convention, there was very little anime and manga for sale. And that is why Come I bought on, mostly clothing. Guys. There was like two people selling anime and like two people selling manga. And uh, I bought like maybe three books. Mm. Anyway, that was anime. Well, yes. NYC. I talked. It to- sounded like it sounded like I did not miss out on much yeah. by not getting a ticket this time. Next year, I'm only going to go Saturday unless I get press credentials. Uh, which is a shame because I, I actually really like that con. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, tell me about Demon City Metal Detroit. Detroit Metal well, City. Uh, it's called Detroit Metal City, so you were real close. Remember, I mean, it's named after the uh, the Kiss song. You know? Yes. DMC? Yeah. Well, uh, the Kiss song is Detroit Rock City. So is the yeah, uh, but sweet movie. Yeah, it was named movie. after that song. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Oh, fuck. Sorry, one second. I just pulled something out. <laughs> Was it okay. your penis? We're good. Okay. <laughs> that is going oh, to be contextual I just, uh, later. I pulled my headphone cord out. We're good. Okay. Anyways. Um, so, have you guys seen the anime or the mob? What have you seen or heard about DMC? I, I watched the entire anime. Uh, I read some of the manga way back when, and I've I saw the trailer for the live action, and I've been meaning to actually sit down and watch it all these years. I just never got around to it. I watched Ooh. some of the anime, but not all of it. And I right. know that Detroit Metal City would probably not work now because most of the jokes are about rape. Yeah. Um, and in fact, uh, that is something that is really unusual about this. Well, of I course. mean, like how many friggin' isekai shows have well, jokes yes. about rape? Yeah. I feel like they'll do fine. 
I only bring this up because uh, I that was my only experience with the series, right? Like, I love that that series of. I think it's a bunch of OVAs. I don't think it's a series. Oh no, it's a series. Is it like a series, yeah, or is I, it just a bunch of OVAs that are put together like a series? Nah, I feel like it. Yeah, it did like come out weekly. It's like one of those. Uh, what's it called? Noitamina, maybe. It would have had Probably. to have been a late late night show. Yeah, it says they're OVAs. Yeah, they're each only thirteen minutes long, and there's twelve huh. of them. Anime, yeah, Anime News Network is saying OVA. I and that's from yeah. I feel like it had a weekly release schedule when I was watching it. It could have been a pay per view channel too, mm. like uh, Rene and fuck redo of Healer. I think we're all pay per view. Okay, are they classified as OVAs? Then? No clue. Rene mm. definitely is an OVA. Okay. So, but the reason I bring this up is because watching the series, like what I what I always came away from all these years was just you know what everyone comes away with, which is like it's so funny to see him protest so much, right? And then you realize pretty quickly into the series uh, that you go, oh, this is just him. Yeah, like I I remember that a running joke is that like oh man, due to circumstances, I end up in this situation, but they never go into what these circumstances are. Right. And like, it's really focused on him and it very much in this, like emasculated uh, emasculation and like kind of just like showing what, uh, I don't know. Like it's, it comes across as more funny. I will say this, the manga comes across as like somewhere between like, Oh fuck, this guy's a lunatic. And like, Oh geez, this guy's going to get canceled. Like any fucking second. It's like, Right on the edge of you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, Dark Dark Krauser says cancel culture is out of control. <laughs> but no, like, just like in his regular life. So let's put it this way. Uh, so I read volume one, which is about, it's like nearly 200 pages of, of Mango, right? And even there, I, I saw most of what was adapted into the television series, I'm sure of. And there's 10 of these volumes. Jesus. But the first story, okay, get this. He... His she does like a show, whatever. This was never adapted. He goes onto the train and he was told to write some more lyrics for another song. And he's writing the lyrics while on like a crowded subway train. And then out of nowhere, a girl behind him gets groped by a random dude. She turns around and blames him, and he's just caught in the crossfire, like, oh, what what's happening? I don't know. I she drags him off song. the train, brings him up to a like a policeman, and it's like this guy fucking groped me. And then he drops the notebook and the guy goes, let me read this. And of course, it's just the lyrics that he was working on. And they're all just like, I rape women. Women are sows. Blah, 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 blah. And the guy's like, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to bring you to the station. And the girl runs away and everyone around them is just like, he's so creepy. Although there's a funny detail in that you see the guy who actually groped her when they're leaving off the train. He goes, like in a speech bubble, sorry, guy. <laughs> and you just go, my bad, the, bro. Jesus, what the man. fuck? Well, what was it? Well, well, somehow he gets out of that situation, but then you see him just being like, again, these are like quotes, but he's just like, that bitch. And then he transforms. Uh, they have like two or three panels of him at the bottom of the page of him, uh, of the Krauser face paint, like oh, becoming yeah, more. Does prominent on his face and then you just have him in the next page singing the lyrics which are basically like women are all liars oh my gosh blah 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 fuck them and it's just like absolutely what he was thinking in his head 
after uh, this girl almost got him arrested. Singing the insult anthem. But yeah, <laughs> like, uh, like, <laughs> like, let's go over the plot of uh, Detroit Metal City. I feel like we're getting a bit ahead. Yeah. Okay. So the whole point is he's just like a normal 23 year old, you know, Japanese guy. He's really into like light, breezy, chic Japanese things, right? He likes Swedish pop. He's always saying he loves Swedish pop, you know, very much like kind of folk, you know, like breezy nothings. And unfortunately, you know, he's been out of, you know, he got out of college and couldn't immediately get into a, a music career that he wanted. So he's just been paying the bills, dot, 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 by becoming the emperor of heavy metal. Yeah. And they dress up just like Kiss with the, you know, the white and black makeup. And they're just like, all the songs are rape and, you know he's fantastic and they're a growing like they're a rising indie band and they're just taking the metal you know like the like the death metal scene by storm and they're just doing numbers you know what i mean but of course the whole time he he hates it he just goes oh this is just a job i can't believe it i'm my other music's gonna hit any day soon (laughs) but he can't get anybody to listen to his stuff to like for the life of him he goes out on the sidewalk and he'll be singing his music and people will ignore him. And then across from him in one episode, uh, in one chapter, you have like a bunch of people who he sees at his concerts all the time. They're just doing a, they're just doing a, a cover of Krauser songs, you know, of uh, the DMC songs. And they're, he's getting, they're getting a whole crowd around him. And then out of rage, he dresses up in his outfit and he shows up and he's like, I'm going to show them. They can't, they can't, uh, you know, they're not going to one-up me. So a lot of, like, impotent male rage, except that he has a platform that he can exercise it. Yeah, and I, I remember there was a... I wonder if this was an evidence of the manga you read. There was a specifically, like, a an episode of the anime where he gets caught, like, changing in a park and when he comes out of the bathroom he's in like the full krauser makeup and like a police officer stops him and he accidentally like hits him over the head with his guitar and yeah then that's this like, one actually that's the oh, okay. story i was just yeah at the end of it um the cops break it up because there's causing too much noise and he's just like oh i'm gonna listen to the policeman but he accidentally trips and like smashes the cop's face in with the guitar like an axe. Yeah, and everybody's like, "Oh man, that's like Krauser's secret cop killing technique." <laughs> yeah, that's his police side. Great. Oh, uh, and then he like accidentally trips on a police woman, and while he's on top of her, like trying to get off of her, everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's penetrating her!" I couldn't see it underneath the cape, but it's happening. He's raping that police woman right now. Dark Krauser says a cab. Right. And, but like everyone is just eating into this. So I guess the, what I wanted to, to bring, the reason why I'm bringing this up though, um, of just like what they're not showing is because so back in that first story, right. Of the girl. Now that I've kind of talked about the premise. So he has that rage and he's put it, he's channeled into the song, but that's not enough. So again, this was never adapted this story, but he ends up seeing the girl in the crowd, the one who almost got him caught by the cops and he goes, oh, I'm going to do her dirty. And he sends a, he goes up to her dressed as like a, I don't know, like a stagehand. And it's like, this letter's from Krauser. Show up at this hotel. 
And and the whole time he she actually comes there because she's like a huge fan and they're both drinking wine and it's pretty clear in his head. He just is like, oh, I, I'm going to fuck her, blah, blah, blah. And it's like real, real dark and shit. <laughs> Jesus. But then yeah, wow, he like he's in full Krauser outfit, though, right, with all the face paint and like all of that stuff. And then his mom calls while he's a, like about to do this. He's about to do. And he gets so nervous that he sweats off all the face paint. And then she sees him underneath. But of course, is one of the great gags is nobody can believe that this like this like soft gobo, ass, like <laughs> that this like soft like soy boy basically is like is fine. Like no one can believe that he's Krauser. So she recognizes him and goes, hey, you're the guy who tried to grow me earlier. You, you were. How dare you dress like Lord Crabs? <laughs> you went through the trouble to dress like a famous metal musician. Pretend to be him at a concert just to get me up to this hotel room. But you know, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, it's it was so messed up. And then, of course, as he goes away, he's like, "Man, like, I thought I was gonna get break, lose my virginity tonight." And it was like, "Yo, dude, what you were talking about was like, damn near rape." And all of a sudden, you're trying to play it off as like, "I'm a Swedish pop boy," and it's it's it got. I think this plays very differently now, and like especially with the age of Twitter, and like I'm so used to seeing this kind of like really bad behavior and like justification from like super far reading uh, right wing guys, you know, the, the kind of people who are like, I'm owed sex. Well, so I, I watched a really long video about how comedy evolved around like the Trump era. And I think a lot, of, a lot of this was a lot funnier when we didn't think it was possible that people were like this. Right, like this is very much in a fictitious mode, right? You know, like like what D- DMC came out in like two thousand nine, maybe in two thousand. Right. Uh, the manga uh, ran from oh five to ten, and like shock humor was very popular around the time. And then we found out that some people making the shock humor jokes weren't joking, I think right? And there more, was a big cultural shift then. I think it's more less of the fact that like we believe people like that didn't exist, but we thought more that they were like a fringe, but now we're like, Oh no, that's like half of America. Fuck faces who work at Walmart or what have you. Yeah. Well, and now DMC just like, it kind of reads like the, well, I don't actually believe in all this stuff. I just do it to get views on YouTube. It's like, well, I don't know if that's much better. You know, just because Alex Jones, Alex Jones is a bit, at least I believe a lot of that is a bit, doesn't make it okay. Uh, I, right. I feel like in that case, he's, it's, it's been a bit so for so long it that became he's just real. like lost in the sauce. Well, and that's, will. that's a big, not to turn and into I mean, a political that could podcast, be, but. That could be a whole thing with Dark Krauser as well. I feel like that's really the recurring joke in that manga is like. Like how much of this is Dark Krauser and how much of this is like, is his name like Kaneki or Kobayashi or some shit? Uh, I can't remember his name, but I I, th- I think what's interesting though of how the manga plays it, because the manga is very different from the anime. Um, I was surprised uh, both in like how they, like one, the really careful use of the panels. Um, so for example, in the early goings, because he does develop, like in the beginning, he it's like they, the band is much smaller. Like they grow as the, 
I guess the volume continues. Like, I, I think that by the end of this, they must be gigantic. But at the beginning of this, it's like, oh, they're a very small indie band. Like, they're kind of up and coming. And by the end of the volume already, it's like they've already dethroned, like, one of the great rock legends. Yeah. Right? And, so, like, there's definitely an escalation. Like... But in the beginning, like, it's so smart. And what they do, what the what the mangaka does is he he places the non-Krauser character off to the side of the frame or he'll be showing his back but he's always just like even though he's the protagonist of the story he's such a nothing like half the time he's like not even in the frame like his half of his head will be in and it's only when he's krauser um that he like like, starts to take center stage and people take a like actually notice him and then as you go on you kind of see like oh it's starting to center him more and then uh, at a certain point, though, it's so funny because they start to do this really cool technique. So, again, a lot of times, like, he's such a nut, like, he blends in. Like, even um, even as he starts to, like, as his non-Krauser persona starts to, like, find someone who can appreciate him for himself. And he's not just uh, someone who's always being told to, like, like, basically, you know, play the role that we've assigned for you. Put on uh, this makeup, motherfucker. Exactly. Um like they they'll put contrast of other people who so for example again he's he thinks that this is all a fiction in his head so at one point he goes up against this battle they're going to go up against a battle with a great rock legend who is like this american and and unlike him he believes that like he lives the life the metal life right like he has two cobras that are entwined around him all the time and they they literally will bite him in the middle of his performance so that there's snake venom in his veins and the blood is dripping from his arms. I feel like this is what they use to adapt the, uh, the live action movie. Cause the live action movie, like actually features Gene Simmons. If I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. Which is of course, just like perfection. Right. Um, right. but anyways, it's, that's the real thing they say, but what's so funny about him is that he, like, I think maybe like the secret of the, and this is what the manga is kind of showing me is that like, I thought before that the joke was mainly just that, Oh, right. That this is all him, but maybe it's better way to put it that like, there is something magical about Krauser, like the spell of DMC. Like there's all these legends and it's so funny. Like even their manager, she'll like, she literally, and this is again, like ridiculous. She'll go oh, up to the manager is my favorite. She'll go like, oh, it's fucking clam chowder day down there. Woo-hoo. She goes, I'm so fucking wet. Damn. She's talking about her pussy. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? But like she, um, when they're, when she first tells them like, oh, we're going to like this, you know, this great legend, like I, he's the one who got me into this stuff. And like, you were like, you were built in this image. Like this band was built in the image of this guy and you're going to be doing like a, a direct battle. And she's kind of like, but we're going to try to have like a gracious thing, blah, blah, blah. But then he gets offended when he meets him because uh, he read the book and he thought that just like him, he goes like, oh, it'll be fake. And I think that I, I, I'm I, reading him like I'm reading myself and that he doesn't want to do this. And this is all just a front. And he goes to meet him and he realizes, oh, it's all fucking real. And then he goes, he's challenging me with that realness. Oh, I'm going to show him who's real. I'll show him the realness. <laughs> I'm going to show him how dark this, this can get. And he just like, literally he like basically fake rapes him on stage. Nice. He, he makes him his bitch. Um, <laughs> just like, absolutely. Uh, and then at the end, the manager's just like, 
wow, I didn't see that coming. But like, she literally just like stops and is just like, I love him and he's the greatest and I'll always think of him. But she goes, you did better. And you just kind of realize that like at any one moment, anybody can get caught up in the kind of like narrative, which is DMC. And they can get caught up in like the whole, again, like the fakeness of it. It's very much like kayfabe or kayfabe rather. Kayfabe, yes. It's very kayfabe, like, but at any other one moment, like if you, if you, but like, it's also really delicate because if like, sometimes he'll get really like, it'll go to his head and he'll start, his ego will get big. And the manager just will be like, fuck you. Like, don't forget, I'm the baddest bitch here. And she'll like stomp on his crotch until he like admits uncle. And it's just like, right. You're the baddest bitch. I'm sorry. And then he he pays her $5. I was just going to make that joke. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, you know, but like it is cool. Like it's a weird uh it's a really weird manga, but I I actually think I like the manga more than the anime, and I love the anime. Okay. Yeah, I feel like in the anime they framed it more as just like like you said, him getting like lost in the sauce, not him like willingly scheming to sexually assault a woman. Right. I mean, but like he gets used like half the time and then the other half the time he's using people. But like even then, it's like it's also really brutal in the manga because they, they always are making sure that you understand that like this is definitely still part of the capitalistic machine. And it's very much like, oh, like let's put it this way. This is like a weird, fucked up, politically incorrect, like Harley Chaplin in modern times, like the man in the machine of just like I'm another cog. Except that this man is also a rock god, and sometimes he can get stuff by, you know. But even then, he like he gets mad at himself. Uh, I just want to bring up the last thing, uh, which is uh, there's one ep- there's one chapter where he goes home, and it turns out his brother, who used to be such like a goody two shoes like him, well now he's a giant DMC fan, <laughs> and he's not doing his homework, and he's being a total like asshole to his mom. Oh and- no, he's not doing his homework. Well, but the thing is, it's so funny because he has to admit, he's like, my brother always looked up to me. And you realize that, like, oh, like, whatever he thinks, like, yes, the system might be using him. But at the same time, like, his lyrics, like, they'll always do this thing where they'll show his, like, super lame Swedish pop lyrics, which nobody likes. And then they'll do a direct comparison with his rock lyrics. And you go, like, oh, it's him, like, literally just going, I'm going to do the opposite of all my instincts. And it turns out if he does the opposite of all of his instincts, then he's a bestseller. But if he does everything that he wants, then he's a fuck up. So does he put out a, a DMC song that's like, clean your room and respect your No, mom. he shows up secretly to his brother, like, at night as Krauser. He's like, come to the oh. farm, fuckface. <laughs> and he goes like, you what? You're not going to do your chores, like, cutting the grass? But if you don't, like, that's the how I slit men's throats. Let me show you. And he, like, <laughs> tricks his brother into becoming, uh, into doing all of his stuff. But the whole time he's doing it, he's actually getting mad at himself because he's like, oh, my God, if the manager ever saw this, like, I'm I'm literally defacing the monument, which is Krauser. Like, this is so unfucking cool. And, like, he understands that to some level, but he's like, I have to do it. It's the greater, like, it's a greater sacrifice I have to do for my family. Oh, my God. Great. That's so, a funny uh, bit. Yeah, I, I'm so glad I started reading this. Uh, I'm going to be reading the next nine volumes very quickly. Nice. Uh, so Noel, tell me about yeah. Blue Lock. All right, yeah. So, uh, so Blue Lock. So, interesting uh, thing that's going on this year. Uh, uh, 
we've we've got the World Cup, everybody. And usually that that whole big tournament will take place uh in the in the late spring to summer, but because it's currently taking place in Qatar, where the uh, the summertime temperatures will reach like 120 degrees, they can't really host a, an open air stadium sporting event over there with that. So, uh, so this year they're doing it in the winter. And uh, since we've got that big historic event going on, I figured I'd talk about a, a little soccer anime I've been watching recently. It's called Blue Lock. And now, when I started watching this, I I was originally like kind of confused because there's another like big anime soccer franchise called Ao Ashi that I kept getting this confused with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I found out it's because like the the authors of both are like kind of into each other's manga. Like there was apparently this press release where they were like, "Hey, if you love Blue Lock, check out Al Ashi, and if you love Al Ashi, check out Blue Lock." Here we are, like shaking you love hands. Blue Lock, watch Ayori Aoshi. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one about the tea house, right? <laughs> I think so. Okay, but yeah. So, so yeah. Interesting thing about. Of those two. So Al Ashi is a more like traditionalist, like soccer anime and manga. It's about a kid from a small town who gets recruited into the, uh, like Japanese soccer club where they tr- train like youth league members to become like members of the, the like national Japanese soccer team. And it's all about, you know, being friends and, and beating your rivals and and getting good at soccer. Now, Blue Lock, Blue Lock is about the opposite of that. Getting bad it's at like, soccer? No, it's getting good at <laughs> soccer, but not. It's not about being friends and having a team. It's about being good at soccer, and that's it. Fuck your friends. Fuck your your bonds. Fuck all that Kizuna. Hey, power friendship shit. This is soccer's for real. Nice. So basically it starts out and it's a uh, and it's 2018 and the uh the governing body that like controls the uh the J- the national Japanese soccer team they're they're really like uh brainstorming ways to like put together a team that can win the world cup. Cause if you followed like, uh, the history of Jap of Japan in world cup and at with soccer internationally, they've, their team has slowly gotten better. And now they're like a major player on the world stage, but they're not like, they're not beating out like Brazil or Argentina like like the real powerhouses of soccer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So, <laughs> so these people come together and they they create this uh, program called Blue Lock, where they take a bunch of the best like teenage like soccer players in Japan and put them through like a rigorous uh, 
basically like a soccer squid game to <laughs> to uh and the purpose of it is to create a a striker right the particular role yeah yes like a like a particular striker who's like the best possible striker like a guy who doesn't care about anything else but scoring goals who can then lead the Japanese national team to victory at the World Cup when you said striker i thought of the mortal combat character striker whose power There's a mortal is... combat character named striker it's a he's a i think he's in mortal combat 3 and his special power is gun <laughs> he's a cop <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> so <laughs> Krauser should hit him with a guitar. So, yeah. so anyway, uh this so this whole thing is like put together by this guy named Ego Jinpachi. Who like he basically sets up uh blue lock. He also like manages these players and like coaches them on different shit. And uh, our main character is this guy named. I want to say Isagi Koichi. Let me see. Is he a bunny? No, he's not. I'm thinking. Of yeah. It's Usagi. A, yeah. Yeah. Isagi Koichi. And, uh, yeah, basically his his whole thing he, when he's first introduced, he's actually like in a qualifying game for like his high school nationals. And they're like, you know, it's it's the end of the game. They're about to he's about to make like the the winning uh goal, but at the last second he passes it to his teammate And he's like, oh, man, I passed it to my teammate through the power of friendship. He's going to make that goal and we're going to win the game. But his his teammate whiffs it like a motherfucker, does Mm -hmm. not get it in there. And and it just like shatters his confidence at soccer. And that's when he gets accepted into Blue Lock. Oh, so we're like, he's right in the specific spot where he's ready to become like the ultimate soccer striker bastard. Yes. Because like, yes. uh, so like the in his introduction to blue lock is like ego Jimpachi giving everybody this speech about, Hey, Hey, like what you know about soccer is bullshit. Like all that really matters is scoring goals. And that's what blue lock is all about. It's about getting good at soccer and if you can't cut it we're gonna kick you the fuck out and you can never be a part of the the japanese national soccer team ever in your life (laughs) yeah yeah and so initially people are like hey wait i have nationals to go to I, i can't be here for like six months learning to be amazing at soccer and then ego does this gives this whole speech about like how, how a real striker like takes the shot every time he doesn't pass to a next guy. He just goes for it. And that lights a fire in Koichi's stomach and makes him go like, yeah, let's do blue lock. And so we get into blue lock where like everyone is, everyone is segmented into like different teams. So Isagi uh, Koichi is in uh, team 
Z in building five, which means he's like the lowest of the low. Because everybody's ranked on their abilities and he's literally like the second lowest dude there. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Is uh the only other dude who's lower than him is this this guy named Igaguri who's his like dad wants him to to be like a temple priest, but he's like, no, dad, I want to be a soccer star. And yeah, like uh, from there, things start to go uh, where the anime currently is. Things are still sort of weird. Cause like the whole, the whole running theme of the manga is about like, Hey, you know, the whole running theme of the anime, I want to say shit, my bad is that you know you gotta you gotta look out for yourself you got you can't rely on friends or allies and stuff to to get you through soccer soccer is about scoring goals that's it and yet so much of the anime up to this point has been about these people working together as a team to climb the rankings so this so, is a currently airing show? Yes, it is. So like they actually they're currently in a in a story arc where they're in like a round robin tournament to uh to decide which teams get eliminated from their current grouping. And their first game like goes terribly because they're all like because they're initially told that like the top strikers of every team are going to like stay on regardless of how well their teams did. Oh, so it starts to be self-sabotage and that kind of thing. Yeah. It starts to be like, yeah, nah, I, we're not working together. I'm trying to score goals where like everybody's fighting to get the ball. And that's when they actually realize, Hey, if we're just constantly fighting for the ball, like none of us are getting through here and we're going to like get knocked out getting like no points. So we have to actually come up with some kind of plan where we can all get equal chances to score goals. But at the same time, we're not like stepping on each other's asses trying to get to the ball. So I actually like that limited scope. Cause I, when I first heard about it, cause we were following this for quite a while on the, you know, the newsroom. Okay. And I was kind of worried that it was going to be one of those shows of like, oh, like we're looking for the whole team, you know, and everyone ends up like slotting in into the, their their roles. But I, the fact that it is such a, you know, winner takes all kind of setup, and they're all fighting for that one spot, right? Because they don't, you don't right. need a full team of strikers. You just need like one or two. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, I mean, it does like where it is now it does feel like it's kind of losing that theme because we are like focused on building these characters as a team. And I mean the way, but I feel like the way things are going, it might turn more into like a thing where once this tournament is done with, and those who need to get eliminated are eliminated, uh, it's going to turn to like a handful of guys who are competing against one another. And yeah, that just seems like, like natural the, drama, right? Like, that's a good right. way to structure a story. Because there are definitely guys who they focus on more than others. There's a, there's a guy named Kunigami who's actually the first one on uh, Isagi's team who scores a goal. Uh, it's, it's actually due to uh, Isagi getting the ball to him, which, like, 
which once again, like fucks with his confidence because he, he like subconsciously passed the ball to him when he was planning to like go for the goal. And it's revealed that the reason he happens to do that is because of his like spatial awareness. Like every, they go into like uh, everyone's like particular like strength when it comes to soccer. Like some guys are good at dribbling. Some guys are particularly fast. Some guys like are, are very good defensively. His thing is like, he's able, he has like, he doesn't like do tunnel vision when he's like uh, in a soccer match, which a lot of guys do. So yeah, we have like guys like Kunigami. We have a uh, Chigiri. Who's this uh, particularly effeminate kid who tore his ACL like six months prior. And he's like, Oh man, I want to go to blue lock so that I see all these other like tough soccer players and it inspires me to quit soccer which does not work. And yeah, it's like currently I'm watching the anime, but I also like picked up the first two volumes of the manga. And when I was looking through the manga, I was like, I, I recognized this art. And when I looked at the artist, I found out they were, uh, this person who worked on this manga. Have you ever heard of Dolly kill kill? Mm, no kind of familiar okay yeah because this was a this was like a manga that ran years ago on this uh this manga app that i i'm sure is defunct by now called Mm. manga box (laughs) yeah and it was it was a pretty like gory and intense like sci-fi action story Mm -hmm. and I remember the art was just very striking and I really loved it. And that, that translates over really well here to blue lock because the, the thing to know about blue lock is like, once again, everyone takes soccer super fucking seriously. Soccer's a big deal, which obviously, yeah, because a lot of these kids are like, that's what they're going to do they're going to be like professional soccer players on the Japanese team, you know? Mm -hmm. So this idea that if they fuck up here at this, uh, this blue lock program, their dreams of doing soccer professionally are like pretty done. It is like a big deal. So like the, the common meme that you will see when it comes to blue lock is there'll be like some kind of, there'll be a screenshot or like a, a shot of a panel where a guy's going like, I'm going to kill this dude, or I won't let you live on this field or something like that. And they're like, dudes, it's only soccer, but Mm. it's like, yeah, but it soccer's a big deal to these guys. Cause for a lot of them, like soccer is their entire lives. Mm -hmm. That's why they're, they're doing soccer squid game. Well, it sounds like, it's uh, definitely something that we should check out. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, I'd recommend, like, I'd say, as a, as a guy who enjoys, like, a good sports anime, it, it definitely sticks out. It knows how to draw you into soccer as a sport. Like, even if you're not into it, you get the emotional, like, resonance of it. Mm-hmm. Just one question. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, you said you read a few 
volumes or issues of the manga? I read a few chapters of the manga. So which would you say um, should people watch or, or read? I would say uh, I would actually recommend the manga just because like I'm a big fan of the of the guy who does the artwork for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because shoot, like I had no idea he had worked on any other manga after Dolly Kill Kill. So finding out that he does the artwork for Blue Lock is is a pleasant surprise. Also, uh, this is something interesting. So one of the other main characters in, I won't say main, one of the big side characters of the manga is a, one of the executives for the Japanese national team, uh, this lady named uh, Anri. And in the, in the anime, she's just like an, another uh like higher up who's who like supports ego jimpachi and like setting up blue lock and uh and monitoring these players in the manga there are like several jokes about her tits that come out of nowhere oh it's a bit disappointing yeah it's it, it's an odd thing and it's interesting how it's like not emphasized in the anime because usually the way that works, it's like it is more emphasized in the anime, but it is not brought up. So I found that very interesting. Like the anime is very much just like, nah, man, we're here for the soccer, bro. Yeah, no NFTs. About- <laughs> yeah, no NFTs. It's all about NFGs, nice fucking goals. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. But yeah, I. D- I highly recommend this also because like, I feel like not enough anime fans like watch sports anime, get on that. I feel like too many of them like sit around and go like, uh, sports. I went through a phase, but yeah, it's been a while since I've watched a good, I mean, grappler Baki maybe counts. I mean, grappler. Yeah. That's a sport. Like no matter what it is. I mean, even watching Kaiji, like that's a sports anime or manga. But, right, you know, but it's not any sport that anyone plays. I know a guy God who forbid. I know a guy who once told me he watched Kaiji, but he fast forwarded whenever the narrator was talking. I'm like, you didn't watch Kaiji. Shut up. <laughs> so you tell him, Noel. <laughs> right, got him. Well, he's like, but it's so boring. I'm like, your media literacy is in the trash. So. I think we're going to save Don to Don until next time, but I'm going to quick break it down about Bleach. Okay. Uh, so, who? Uh, I guess spoilers for a thousand year blood war. I'm going to just assume that either nobody cares or you already read the manga back in 2015. Uh, <laughs> Is I was, that when the manga ended? Around that time. Okay. Maybe sooner. Uh, or mm. earlier, I I was a big Bleach fan. I remember when Bleach first came out in Shonen Jump. Uh, Bleach was one of my first fan subs. Uh, Bleach was one mm. of the first things that I followed week to week via fan subs back when Date Bio was doing it. And uh, oh, I forgot to do the bit. No, <laughs> I was gonna say. Uh, 
Let's talk about bleach. Okay. Uh, I did the joke anyway, so you can eat me. Uh, it's an anime. Fix it in post. That's an anime pulse joke. Uh, so I was a big oh, yeah, fan of Bleach, talk about Bleach because of Anime Pulse and just, you know, I, I probably watched over 100 episodes of this show. It, it ran, I believe, for like 365, 367. It was, it was a lot. And a lot of it was filler, and that's why I eventually gave up. Uh, I skipped the Bount arc, which was like a 50-episode filler arc. Oh, man, the Bound Talk was actually dope. Maybe I'll go back someday and watch it. And it, it was also a funny show in that when they came back to manga stories, they kept filler characters around. Uh, I stopped midway through the Arancar arc, which was like the penultimate arc, if my memory is correct. And that is because I mean, they kept taking breaks and <laughs> doing filler arcs within uh, canon arcs. I was about to say, like, I even I, like, if I made it that far, I'd have kept going just out of, you know, momentum. Uh, so yeah. the fact that you stopped says a lot. <laughs> if I remember correctly, it was the Arankars, and then we had the, the Fulbring arc, which was uh, comparatively really short. And then we went into that uh, final Thousand Year Blood War. Oh, I thought Arankar and Fulbring were the same thing. I... You can clearly tell that I've purged most of my memories of Bleach out of my mind. So, uh, the anime ended prematurely. Uh, I have not seen all the episodes, as I've said. I did watch, like, the final episode where they defeat Aizen, who was the primary antagonist for the bulk of the series. He is now in Super Jail. Uh, so uh, Specifically, like, Adult Swim Super Jail. Yes, specifically Adult Swim Super Jail. Uh, he's like wrapped up in a tatami mat under the soul society now with uh, a bunch of swords in him or something. I don't know. Presumably the most terrifying. It's like uh, one for all or whatever from My Hero Academia. All for one. All for one. I always get it backwards. Fuck me. <laughs> It's like that. Uh, so this was like the big triumphant return of Bleach, and everybody was excited. And it turns out, even though I'm very happy with what I've watched, the reason we all got excited is because we forgot how bad Bleach can be. Oh my God. Uh, so things that it does really well, it's very well animated. Well, now, is Bleach bad, or is it just like people are putting undue expectations on Bleach? Both. <laughs> <laughs> is this let's put it this way is this new bleach as bad as bleach was or is this like oh it somehow got worse no it's it's still the good well because this is only canon stuff so i mean it would have to be because the manga got finished you know like 10 years right. ago so they if there's filler there's gonna be problems uh but bleach got to the point where like half the series was filler uh you know the the naruto syndrome at some point. And so this, because it's so far, it's almost all fights. They're very, very well animated. Uh, it's not the same director as the previous who, Oh, what was his name? What's, Oh shoot. I can't remember his name, but he also did Yu Yu Hakusho and flames of Rekka right. and ghost stories. Uh, this I believe is the director of Akudama drive, which was a very well received action heavy show from about two years ago at this point. So uh, this starts right at the beginning of the Thousand Year Blood War arc. And so because I skipped 
Noriyuki Abe. That's Noriyuki Abe. For. I was going to yeah, say Osama Kobayashi, but that's the guy that did Bleach Beck. And, yeah. Yes. Bleach and uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes. Very, I'm very good. I'm not sure good. who directed Akadama Drive. Uh, so I did not see the end of the Arancar arc. I don't know what a full bring is. And so <laughs> there's some uh, logic jumps that I, I had to kind of fill in and read some Wikipedias. But for the most part, I think you're able to jump right in. Because if you know who all the main characters are, you're fine. You know, it's, it's fucking Ichigo, Orihime, Chad, uh, you know, Urahara is there. Uh, so it start. this is super bloody, by the way. I think Kubo was getting tired because he's setting his baby on fire. And literally at one point, he does set his baby on fire. All of Soul Society is on fire by like episode five. Like fire <laughs> as hot as the sun. I don't know how anybody survived. Uh, but it opens up and the Quincy's are, who were supposed to have been exterminated. 200 years ago, a thousand years ago. It's not really clear why we were lied to about how long ago this happened. Cause Ishida, I think is his name. The Quincy yeah, guy that's on Ichigo's team. Ishida Uryu. Yeah. He's the, the last Quincy. His, it, his grandpa was a Quincy. His dad is a Quincy. Yes. So he was lied to and the Quincy's were actually exterminated a thousand years ago. I don't know why 200 years ago matters, but also they didn't all die. And the Quincy's may also be the direct descendants of God, hmm. uh, which is weird. And also Ichigo's half Quincy. Uh, so ah, of course, uh, Kubo's just making shit up as he goes along, but there's really cool fights as it happens. He's also just killing main characters left and right. Like the guy with the, uh, the sword that's like a square. I forget his name. He gets murdered uh, totally anticlimactically. Another one of the captains is just murdered. I'm pretty sure Byakia, I think that's his name. I think he just got killed. Ruki's brother? Yes. Okay, uh, yeah. The head captain just got cut in half. We're only seven cool. episodes into this series. And everybody in civil society has been massacred. Uh, except for like a few standbys. Like, um, Well, I mean, they're... I feel like there's there's precedence to do that because like the way I had remembered it after after the end of the Fulbring arc, there were just like too many characters. Oh yeah. Cause there were like all the captains from Soul Society. There were all of the Visards who used to be captains in Soul Society. There were all of the Arankar who didn't die when when like Eisen went to war with Soul Society, the guys like Grim Jow and Neliel and uh They're still around. Yeah, who are who yeah. Who after he left, like they just kind of said, hey, I'm going back to to Hollow Land to I don't know, eat bugs. It is and, a lot. And then all of the Fulburn guys who Yeah, after Ichigo fought them, they were just like, Yeah, we're just gonna hang out in this in this warehouse. I, this is going to sound like I'm making this up. So imagine if Jesus decided to start a Nazi army, uh, ate his dad, God. Cool. <laughs> and uh, decided that he was God now and had to fight a guy who uh, just defeats him because why not? 
That's the last arc of Bleach. It's a lot of fun, but it's so... Like, when I say Nazi, I thought, like, this... Maybe I'm just, like, looking too much into this. But the... I know uh, there's a lot... They use a lot of, like, German terminology for, like, Quincy weapons and shit. The Quincy army is literally called the SS. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they commit genocide uh, and have concentrate concentration camps. But what's so much crazier than that, though, is that the Quincy's were genocided by the Shinigami. And so it's like, what message are we sending? So like, are the... Just a classic well, like, Ouroboros, right? The snake chasing its own tail. Are the Quincy's well, like, right the, for killing the Soul Society? Well, like, the thing I remember from, like, way early in Bleach is that they had, like, a like an explanation for why the Quincy's had to be wiped out. Well, it was something I like, mean, I'm sure Hitler would have also given you a thesis about why well, he no, did no, what no. he did. Well, no, no, no. It was, like, actually, like, like they upset the they did the, they they the, fucked like, up the equilibrium incarnation yeah. but it also doesn't make they just destroyed souls they didn't purify them it also doesn't i have no idea what's going on in bleach because okay. like I, <laughs> I thought that the people in soul society were like people that died and now they were just hanging out as ghosts right that's not but, true because they can die right but they because, also live like, forever because, yeah, like, early in Bleach, like, Rukia says, yeah, Soul Society is great. You never get hungry and you never feel pain. But then you go there and that's all they do is feel pain. Yeah, they have a ghetto. People get yes. murdered. But they also said very early on that hollows were just, like, ghosts that couldn't, like, move on because they had unfinished business or they had some kind of unresolved pain. But also, you just meet hollows that are hanging out and speak Japanese, and they're your friends. Uh, but but also, because as we find out in this, you don't find out in episode seven. I think there's going to be 50 episodes. So this is like spoilers from reading the manga. You find out that the Quincy's are literally the descendants of God. Uh, so why, like, couldn't they have just... Yeah, I did, why do the hollows exist at all if they're a problem if you're literally God? You know? Like, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, the Quincy's are descendants. Like normal problems with God, right? Well, yes, why? but but God, God but God in Bleach walks on earth and like you can talk to him. You know? Wow. Like the soul king has uh Jesus. Jesus is Yuak or whatever. He's literally the son of God, which also it's funny because I'm pretty sure Eisen's whole thing was he wanted to kill God. Turns out <laughs> God was a bad guy. So was Eisen right? I don't know. You know, like know that. it's so outrageous. Like I love this, but you cannot take bleach seriously. You have to just watch it for the fun fights and then tune out whenever like they talk way too much in this show. Uh, and like the first couple episodes are like no credits. So they have even more time to talk. It's like, oh, you thought I was going to do my blah, blah, blah technique, but I'm actually going to do this. And you thought I was going to do that, but really I was going to do this. And then you'll go my to a goodness. monologue with a flashback. Like, uh, I remember that time when I thought he was going to do that. I remember that. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you've got Soul King, Jesus God guy who is like this undefeatable lunatic that can see time 
And then they beat him in like episode you can five. See time is he a JoJo villain? That's like the pro- like he eats his dad and then he's able to see time. Uh, don't worry about it. So he they kill him in like episode five. It's like ha ha ha! You thought it was me, but it was actually my subordinate who can face change, and he was just pretending to be me. They have the ability to eat your bonkai. Uh, and that's how they explain why he didn't eat the Bankai during that fight. So we could have a really cool episode five fight or episode six. He's like, well, I told him not to eat your Bankai because I just wanted to see how cool it was. Now, so what what does that mean that they can eat Bankais? Uh, they have, it's like a Power Rangers morpher thing and it just sucks your Bankai out and then they can use it. Ah, interesting. It's it's a cool idea, except it doesn't work on Ichigo because reasons. I think because he's <laughs> half Quincy, and he fights Himmler, who turns into a monster. It's it sounds like I'm not enjoying the show. It's so fun. I watched it all in one sitting. Cool. But like uh, Ichigo goes to fight Jesus, and Jesus is like super unbeatable. And uh, Ichigo is going to get killed. And then Jesus is like, oh, my Ultraman timer just went off. I actually have to go. And then Rikio showed up and he fought him instead. <laughs> it's just like. Because the main villain of Rikio is also Jesus. He's just like, I just remembered we only had five minutes here. So uh, I'll see you in 25 episodes. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, the dub's really good. Uh, the first five or six episodes are dubbed right now. I believe there's seven or eight episodes out total. Hmm. Uh, it's a lot of fun, but yeah, do not take it seriously. Do not worry if you don't know what's going on. None of it matters. Just watch it for fun fights. Uh, yeah, that's Bleach. I, I'll probably do updates as we get deeper into it. But <laughs> How much is there going to be? Like how far are they into it now? How many are they supposed to be? I in think I mean I think it's going to be fifty episodes. I thought wow. they said four cores. Okay, I mean I remember this arc being like particularly long. It it might be. I never read all of it. I read like the last ten chapters, just because I wanted to know how Bleach ended, and it ends like every Shonen Jump series ends where the two. The, the most likely heteronormative couple pairs up and has a kid that looks like the main character. That is how Bleach ends. Uh, yeah, and they beat the bad guy, but you knew that that was going to happen. Through some weird deus ex machina, I don't know. I mean, maybe Ichigo about... is able to see time. I can't remember. I mean, is that really how Dragon Ball ends? Because I feel like the most likely heteronormative couple would have been Goku and Balma, but that didn't happen. Well, Dragon Ball went on so long that they paired people up as they were going. Yeah, I mean like OG Dragon Ball. Yeah, but well, the thing is, we only had them broken up over here. Dragon Ball just kept going. We only called it Dragon Ball Z over here. You know, like, mm. it's all really one what month. happened? Yeah, Dragon Ball and I Dragon mean, Ball Z are the, the same manga. Yeah, but like the anime like is broken up with yeah. 
OG and Z. Well, yes. I, I, I did like know that the stories continue, but I just, there's such a big tonal change with yeah. 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 Z. Dragon Ball also like, just stops. Kind of like how we have Naruto and Naruto Shippuden, but like the whole thing manga wise is just Naruto. Yeah. Got it. But Dragon Ball. Like how just... we have Bleach and Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, but the whole manga is called Bleach. Yeah. Well, I so uh, Inuyasha, Naruto, and Bleach all have the same ending, is the joke I was making. Yeah. Uh. Um, yeah. I don't know. I really am having a good time, but I just you just have to watch it for the spectacle. I think uh, it was uh, Maddie that I, I it was an unreleased interview that I did a few years ago in preparation for Thousand Year Blood War, and she said that Bleach is like the visual equivalent of when you slam your action figures together. It's a lot of fun, but just don't think about it. Uh, so that's a podcast. I'm going to have to add the music in post. So we're just going to pretend that it's playing. Grappler Baki music. This has been the Gonzadamoe No Name Anime Show. It's uh, been fun. It went a little over because I talked too much about anime NYC. If you want more episodes, go to Gonzo.moe. Go to your favorite podcast uh, directory. Search Gonzo.moe. Uh, we'll talk about Dan to Dan next time. Maybe we'll talk about summertime rendering. I'm not sure. Uh, thank you both for joining me. And uh, everybody, have a good night. Yes, enjoy your leftovers. Yes. And the leftovers on HBO. <laughs> yes. And also, Bleach is on Hulu. I don't know why I thought of that. Oh, because I misheard Hulu when you said HBO. Anyway, <laughs> I have to pee so bad. I'm going to let you two go. I also have to go to bed because I have to go back to work tomorrow. All right. Yes. Yeah, Later. With me. Uh, Later. Cheers. <laughs>